Welcome to episode 112 of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. Last week in roundtable number two, I was joined by Landon Michelson, Holly Sisson and Phil Peck for a great conversation and you know it was great fun. Thanks to all of those who've commented and, and sort of gave feedback on the, the second roundtable. And I what I'm gonna to do today actually we we actually continued to talk for almost 30 minutes or so after the planned conversations that we had um, and that I that I published last week so today it's just like a bonus track I'm gonna um, give you sort of a chance to listen to what we we talked about after the main recording last week and it's you know there's a lot of it might not be so interesting but I'm sure that there are there are parts of it that um, are going to be of interest to some of you, um, especially if you're if you're interested in the the technology and the gear side of uh, of the latest sort of bodies and things. So, um, just a, a quick uh, bonus track, really. Uh, so, I hope you enjoy this. All right, Martin. I didn't realize you were you had ordered a one DS. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Wow. I, I've been save. I've been saving for the third generation. The Mark III, right? Yeah. yeah. I've been waiting for the third generation because things are changing so fast that. Yeah. I mean, the, the price hasn't changed from the first version, and of course, right. there's going to be a, a generation four, and I'm going to be like. Oh, well, I know, but <laughs> it's it, it, yeah. it's going to drive me crazy. But you 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 have seen the 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 new Nikon the D three, yes. I have, yeah. I, I've got what? the thing is that my, my most expensive Canon lens costs more than a one DS. So, oh, so I know. I'm I know. Not... I would never. I would never switch. But I'm just, <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking Canon's got to get its game on because I've, you know, I've seen the sample images from the from the 3D. I tell you, if I was a Nikon shooter, I would be. I would have. I would have my order in for the for the 3D because well, it, it just I looks think... spectacular. The the noise, the high ISO. Yeah, um, if you want that, of it is just if you want that, it's definitely there. I mean, it's it's um, it's something for for everyone to think on. And I think that there are for me though. I mean, the one D Mark III is very de- definitely the D three has killed that. Um, if you if you are a Nikon user, people are going to be really happy. But I, I think that um, you know, if for a high end like uh, sports or um, documentary, you know, journal journalism type fo- um, camera, I think that mm-hmm. both. The, I think that the D3 has killed has killed the one D, uh, the one D Mark III to an, uh, an extent. But the one the one DS is it's different. It's more gathered for sort of like a slightly slower paced uh, work, and the noise is still going to be low. Um, right. Oh, it doesn't have it, it doesn't have such it, a high ISO, right? I mean, what the, the but D3, it can't compare. I don't think it can compare to the D3. Have you seen the sample images? From the D three under under what with like the the really ha- the really high ISOs? Do you mean? Yeah, I like the sixty four hundred. I mean, it, it's. Have you seen them, Landon? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm seriously investigating one. If I if I do more weddings, mm. I'm seriously investigating well, exactly. one for two thousand eight. I mean, for, so. for for the kind of photography that I do, um, wow, it it was just. Mm. Very impressive. So I, I, I'll look forward to when you get the. I'm sure you'll you'll speak about it on your podcast and give us a review. Mm. I I think the thing is with with that is that I'm 
the the one ds it doesn't even have high iso i think the the, the highest it goes is 32 and that's the expanded right. one so right. it's a bit they're, they're really different uh, they're covering different parts of the market but de definitely i mean uh, there are things I, I like that um what was it um like a the horizon thing <clears throat> excuse mm -hmm. me you know it's got well, like that oh i could use that a lot i could use that every day Right. I mean, that it has is so many. It has so many little things. It's got the two card slots. Does the One DS have that? It does. Two yeah, cards? but it doesn't. Okay. The, the annoying thing one is, of them's, is one of them's S. Right. Of them's compact flash, and one of them's SD. Right. That's oh, the annoying thing. I, I, I won't be running that by an SD. It's so. I mean, having two compact flash card, uh, slots would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can put JPEGs on one and, and RAWs on the other, or you can do field backups. You can do mm -hmm. almost anything you want. Right. Wow. Right. Well, I've, I've got to figure that that Canon's scrambling. I, I would have to think that they're. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I think, think that that Nikon's up the bar um, in a huge way. I don't know. I don't think isn't, it's isn't. I think competition. Oh, competition's great, though. Yeah, it, oh, is. it is. Bring it on. It's going to spur on <laughs> Canon, and I'm I'm curious to see what the the replacement for the 5D is going to bring. And yeah. I think that it's definitely up the bar on the on the one DS, but I still think that you know Canon have been spurring Nikon on for years as well. Anyway, so it's it's oh, a bit. Yeah, I think it works both ways. That's exactly what Landon just said. That's, you know, that's that, the beauty that, of competition, right? It's this competition that that's sort of bringing it all sort of. The thing is, it, it's keeping them on their toes. Both companies on their toes. Mm -hmm. Plus, mm -hmm. all of the all of the um, the great features that they develop for the high end stuff gets trickled down into the lower end right. models so right. you know i mean a the 40d is an amazing piece of kit for what for the price it's right. uh, so i think that you know everyone's benefiting from this sort of this race but it, mm -hmm. but it definitely keeps yeah. us on our toes as well because we end up sort of really sort of uh, regretting buying something a lot of people i mean I, it, I i paid um a ridiculous amount of money for a d30 years ago and mm -hmm. I, I was thinking, I, I, it was my own fault. I didn't really look into it. But I bought the D30 about a month before they announced the D60. And it was exactly the same price with twice the pixels. And the D30 never really had enough pixels. So yeah. I, uh, you know, I think that people generally, um, you, know, you can't wait for anything, but, it, but with a little bit no, of, sort of patience. If you need it. Right. It's funny, on, on the Flickr group that I'm on of the, you know, starting a, it's, I, I'm the starting a child photography business and running a child photography business, and there's so many Nikon shooters that switch to Canon mm. to, to do, get the 5D and have the full frame, and, and now they're all, they're all switching back to Nikon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's going to be a glut of uh, 5Ds on the, on the market. Yeah. When, once, once the, uh, what is it, the, the D300? Is that the, the lower end one, Landon? Correct. Yeah, and the, and the D3 when, once, they're, once they're available. Mm. Anyway. I, I, I think that there's, there's, there's definitely, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, because a lot of people generally, once they have enough um, or a certain amount of investment in the lenses, I don't think people mm -hmm. switch that easily. I th no, and I, and on I don't, my I list, I, they are. Really, I I've I've met photographers that have switched um, manufacturers entirely just for one feature. Really, really. Yep, yeah, they totally have dropped their entire bag of kit, everything that they had, just for one feature, for one workflow, for one client that they constantly are shooting, and it and it means that their workflow means enough to them to jump ship. Wow. And and then they jump back. So I mean, <laughs> the it, thing it's I've crazy, heard about it happens. 
The thing yeah, I've heard about money Nikon, to be able to do it though. Yeah, the thing I've heard too about Nikon and Canon, and, and I, I've never shot with Nikon, so I don't know. But everybody says all the all the Nikon shooters that that switch to Canon to do the to have the five D full frame, say that it 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 was very hard for them to learn the Canon that everything's backwards, all the controls are backwards mm -hmm. to the way they are in the Nikon. It's, um, you know, so I, I, I think I'm a Canon shooter, and I will always be a Canon shooter because I, I, I'm so used to shooting with a Canon, and I've got my, my lenses. So mm, That's very similar to the Mac and Windows thing. I, I don't find the Mac very intuitive at all, but people that use the Mac don't find Windows very intuitive. Well, yeah, I find Canon intrinsically backwards to the way I work, and I've shot both. <laughs> I just can't wrap my brain around it. The lens goes the wrong way. The mirrors yeah, it, go the wrong way. It, it, yeah. it turns Everything the wrong the opposite way, right? Backwards. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's it's interesting. I'll be. Uh, when do you when do you expect to get the one DS, Martin? Um, it's I'm fourth on the list in a sh in a shop here in Tokyo. I I was listen I was watching out for it coming and. Um, I called them the day it was announced, within hours of it being announced, and, I, and three people got there before me. <laughs> so I, ho I, I hope that there's no issues like they had with the 1D. Well, the thing is, like, even like with the 1D, the, there is always worry about buying things in the first batch, but mm -hmm. I think that you know, Canon wouldn't take that amount of money from you and then leave you in the lurch. So No, well, they uh, are correcting. You know, they are right. correcting the, uh, the problem with the 1D. Right. And they already say that that's, that that's fixed in the 1DS as well, but there could be other stuff. Um, but even like with my, with my 5D, I bought one of the first batch of the 5D, and the, the shutter curtain was, um, was jumping, So uh, especially in cold conditions. Um, so what does that mean? What, what does uh, that mean? What, what, I, what I was getting was a, a line of overexposure at the top of all of my shots because it was, oh. the shutter was, like, was dropping down, closing, but then it was jumping up again slightly and allowing more light to hit the sensor before, uh, you know, before the uh, the shot actually finished. So, wow. uh, and they, That's they not had, good. no, they yeah. actually had to get a they had to change the shutter unit, um, which is, you know, that I mean that's not great. But the camera was fine after that, so never. And how long have you had your five D? Uh, since it was released, so just over two years now. So, right. Are you going to keep it as a backup? Or? Ab absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's still yeah. a great camera. And yeah. I, I actually, I, I was going to keep my 20D um, as a second camera when I did that. But what I, what I found was that um, the, after, you know, if you don't use equipment, um, it's like a lot of things, it starts to, to, I don't know, slowly break down. And I took it out, took the 20D out, and I, I sort of kept playing around with it. And I noticed that the, the inbuilt flash didn't jump up anymore, and I you know, wondered what the hell was going off. Never really beaten the camera around or anything, but um, after a little bit of messing around with it, it jumped up like once. Uh, it stopped, didn't jump up maybe once out of three times. So I thought, well, maybe it's time to sell the camera before, you know, while I've still got a chance of it jumping up. So not very honest of me, but I was in the shop, the guy was looking at it, and, and it jumped up first time. So, <laughs> so I, got a, I got a good price for the body, but... Um, I, if I'd have waited any longer, I was thinking that I probably wouldn't be able to resell it. So. Right. I had a horrible time selling my uh, 30D. Really? Oh, it was, yeah, I mean, the person who bought it got a great deal. I sold my old 28-105 uh, to 105 lens, which was, you know, I, I, I got the 24-70 to 70 f2.8 mm, and mm. Uh, the 70-200, so I didn't need the, it was a, a 3.5 to 4.5, I think, so kind of a, a slow lens, and uh, they got it, they they did very well because it is a great camera. Mm. But I also found that 
once I got used to the uh, full frame on the 5D. But, but if I do get a, I, th I think if I do get the replacement for the, um, the 5D or whatever else I may get, I, I would keep the 5D as, as a backup. And, and I think what I would do is, Glenn, did you ever do this? You go to a, if you're doing a client shoot, um, have two cameras, like, I guess, similar to what a wedding photographer would do. You've got a, you know, I would have like the 24 to 70 on one body and the 70 to 200 on another or something similar. Um, no, you know, that, of, that. of course, I have, I have to be a lot more radical than that. I use three. You use three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to tell me how you strap all of those on you and manage to, to maneuver around without, you know, banging the cameras together and what have you. Sometimes belt I find system, baby. <laughs> well, you know what? I find the belt system's great, but it's in the wintertime, it's awkward with the, winter, you know, warmer coats and, you know, it gets to be... I don't know. I'm, uh, tomorrow I'm going to take my backpack. I have a, a backpack. I picked up a low pro and, and uh, I haven't even used the backpack that I got the um, whatever it is, the, uh, the you know, the um, it's the same. It goes with the, the belt pack that you and I've talked about, Landon, the um, right, you can't, right. think, think, think tank. Yep. I haven't even used the backpack of, of, of that, but I guess I will if the weather's raining or whatever because it has a, a rain cover but um that's no, i don't carry all three around i don't, don't carry all three around for every for the entire shoot when something's critical happening and i keep um two on me and one within reach you know if right. i need it then i i have two lenses mounted and i can and i can jump from the 70s to 200 2.8 to a wider um, lens and then i usually keep like the 10 millimeter on the on the third body just to capture some really wide shot because the one comment i've gotten from other photographers and, and the clients is they said well you really seem to get around well what i do is i do a 360 of the event and then i shoot with three lenses and then when they see the results it's like wow <laughs> you know, right like, well, exactly because that's because the, there's the all these different angles yeah it's switching lenses you know every, you know you wish you could just do it like that because all of a sudden you're in a situation you wish you had you know, the longer lens on, and you wish you had the wider lens on, and it, you know, it takes a few minutes to to switch lenses. Mm. So yeah, shooting with I another mean, I, body really helps. Yeah, so I think that would be that's what I would do. You just it helps with this long exposure workflow too, because while one camera is set up to do a six-minute exposure, and you're sitting there going twiddly d, what do I do now? You grab the second yeah. body and and explore the next next shoot. Right. Yeah, you know, you're going to need to get two tripods, Lind, and then you can just... I, oh, I have two tripods. I have, I actually three? have three, but... Okay. Yeah, one, one's a grounder pod. It's only six inches in diameter, and it stands about an inch and a half off the ground. So I use that right. one to stick in the water, and I have the camera lens like an inch off the water surface Wow. with that thing. Then you really have to be aware of the water rising and falling. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> End up with the whole thing in there. Yeah, I don't. Put, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and and Martin, I do you think D that? Sorry, go ahead, Landon. I was just going to say I use the D two hundred for that because of all the water seal, you know, weather seals. So if it, right. if it did get splashed or the water came up quickly or some weird thing, then it's pretty safe. But mm. yeah. right, that's what I was going to ask you, Martin. I guess you'll enjoy the uh, weather sealing on the one uh, DS. That's that's the main drive for me behind getting this camera. It's it's mm -hmm. been a pain. I've I. I do a lot of work in the rain, the snow, the cold, and yes. um, it's just been a, a pain sort of mollycoddling the 5D in those sort of conditions. Well, I look forward to hearing your, your experience with it and how it holds up against the elements and 
Ah, it, I'm sure it's a it, whole review. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it'll definitely. But you don't shoot at very high ISO then, Martin. Typically, because you're doing right. You do most landscape and. Yeah, 32 has always been plenty for me. I rarely use it. Um, I would do if right. it was less noisy. And it, and and I'm I'm assuming because of the larger photo sites on the One DS uh, over the the Mark II, then I'm I'm thinking that it. It probably will be better, but I'll give it a try. And if it's usable, then I'll go. I'll go higher. So sorry. Why I know do you on think the, it... and then <laughs> I was going to say I know on the D three the sixty four hundred has become the new four hundred ISO. Uh, I know it's incredible. I mean the the D three just blows me away. But Martin, why do you think that the uh, the uh, noise will be better? Um, I'm thinking apparently the the photos. I think it's the photo sites or the lenses that go over the you know the 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 light goes down a small channel in the sensor. And in the One DS Mark III, um, the lens that channels that um, that light down into the sensor is larger. There's less gap between it than the uh, the one on the One DS Mark II, and and that was a little bit more noisy, even at um, even at higher, uh, you know, say at like sixteen hundred or so. So hopefully it'll result in less noise. Uh, but I I've really not looked into that yet. It's it's one of those things that. I, I use every so often, but generally most right. most of my work's at 100 um, down know. down to 400. Um, because you're on a tripod, I'm 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 enjoying the fact that I don't have to use a tripod yeah. for the kind of photography that I'm doing the most of now. Yeah. Um, so high uh, good performance at high ISO is is very important to me, and that's why the the D3 is is. Uh, Wow, I mean, I'm so impressed by by the results that that they're getting in the detail. I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable the detail they get at the what the 6400, the eyelash. I mean, you can see it's just unbelievable. And I think, am I not right, Landon, that it's a full frame sensor? But how many megapixels is the D3? It's only um, 12. Right, and that's the so difference. What, what they've chosen to DS? Yeah, because that's 20, that's supposed 21. to be. Yeah. Well, the 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 one the one D is is only ten, right? So that's another another area where it really kicks the the one D Mark III. Um, you know, if pixels is your game, then the one DS is the camera still. But I it it definitely has has killed the one the one D Mark III to you know it's it's just kicked its ass in real time. Yeah, there is right. rumors that Nikon's releasing a um, twenty plus megapixel camera next year. Yeah, it'll be there. They'll be doing it. <laughs> and and like, like you and I've sorry, you and I've talked, Martin. The the critical point is not going to be how many megapixels you have; it's how much resolving power your lens has. Right. So that that was the other thing yeah, with, with the One DS because it once we get over if they if they do like a thirty megapixel camera in a, in a few years time, then that's that's a whole definitely a whole um, lens range change, and it, it's just not practical. So, no. I think that. No, yeah. I mean, at some point they have to say, you know, I mean, how much, how many megapixels do you need? It's. Yeah, we well, know, we know it's not all about megapixels. Right, and well, the, the thing is that the lens can't resolve it anyway. You know, the, if right. you if you try to resolve that with standard lenses, it's never, it's not even going to happen at twenty one. But if you've right. got you've got really good quality L lenses, then you'll you'll be okay with most of them. But a lot of the 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 lenses that would have been really good on film years ago, they're already going out. I mean, the 5D shows a lot of flaws in, in some of the substandard lenses. And right. so having, having another, um, what, another 10 megapixels on top of that is going to 
just really uh, you know wipe the floor with old lenses. Well, it's it's uh, it's uh, L lenses and prime lenses. Right. You know, I, that was one thing I, I thought would be a, a good topic was, um, you know, knowing when you when you first get your 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 uh, DSLR what what lenses to get and and uh, I I I mean I got an 85 1.8 so I I've still got that lens but the the zoom that I got you know ended up not not being you know my choice to keep and I think I would have been far better off getting a prime a couple of prime lenses. Mm. And and then deciding what kind of photography I wanted to do from there. I mean, I think the 100 millimeter macro is a fabulous lens. You've got the ability to go close, and it's also a great portrait lens. In mm. fact, that shot that I had of the the father and the daughter was with the 100 millimeter macro. Yeah, yeah. My 105 VR still has the best bokeh of any lens I have in my kit. Mm. Well, you know what I, I love about it is you can really get in on the face and, and especially with children. I mean, to get the detail and the, the eyelashes and the eyes, and like, I mean, it, it's just fabulous and you just cannot focus that close. How close can you focus with the uh, 85 1.2? It's not that close. It's, um, yeah. I think it's uh, around, uh, let me see, it's about 80 centimeters or so. It's quite far away. Um, 80 centimeters. So what is that in, uh, in interest? Uh, uh, well, I should know because I'm in that, Canada, but about 20, 26 <laughs> inches, maybe maybe two, two, three, almost three feet. I'm not sure exactly, but right. it's so you can basically do a head and shoulders. Is that right? right? You can, yeah. yeah, you can fill the um, you can fill the screen with a, with someone's head and shoulders, but right. it, it's not fill, a lot, not a lot more. Right, right. Yeah, you can yeah. you can put a twelve or twelve or twenty five millimeter extension tube on it and change that distance, but it changes the bokeh too. So right, right. it it, it right. actually works pretty well with a with a twenty five millimeter. I tried the twenty five millimeter extension tube, and it works pretty well with that. Um, you get I think around um, ten ten centimeters, what four inches or so of a focusable range, but it's maybe a little bit more. But it's um, it's usable. But I, I've not actually used it for any, you know, I've not only taken any, any photos with it yet. I've just done a few tests. Right. Well, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. That would be, I think that would be my next lens if I were, uh, the next time I'm, I'm in the market for a lens is that 85 1.2. Well, it's, it's an amazing yeah. piece of glass. I mean, it, you, can, you can shoot at 1.2 and it's, right. and if you've, if you've got the shutter speed and, you, you know, if you get rid of any camera shake, then and you get the the focusing up really spot on. Then it's right. it's even sharp at one point two, at one point right. one point four it just blows you away. You yeah. know, one, one thing. That's not that, an, sorry, sorry, Landon. <laughs> I was gonna say that's not an L lens. It's an LS lens. It's light sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's amazing to look through. But one thing that you yeah. need, one thing that you'd want to you'd want to check out, Holly, is that the autofocus mm -hmm. on it is a lot slower than I was hoping for. It right. doesn't snap in like, you know, I think it's because the focus is so that, important yeah. that, you know, it, it's relatively slow. It sort of, it just trundles along there and, okay, now I'm in focus, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's not a... I find a, that with the, with the macro lens as well, it, it, right. it, 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 it finds a hard time finding the, po the focus point. Right, right. And, I mean, that, that's, and, the, that's the thing with, I mean, macro lenses as well, it's important to get it really spot on, Right, right. Right, and, and that, well, that you're, is you're really not, but you're really not focusing. You're changing, um, you know, magnification. So in reality, you're really not focusing. Well, what do you mean you know, with a macro lens? Well, oh, it, yeah. it doesn't okay. focus the same. 
you know, you're changing when you change when you're actually focusing with a macro lens, you're changing magnification. So it's not quite the same thing. Yeah, only only if you're if you're using a um like the the one the one to five times sixty five millimeter does that. But I'm I'm not sure what you mean about say with a hundred well, my my mm. my, my one oh five macro and my one oh five macro that I had before it, um they were both they both focused a little slower. Mm. I mean, even though the 105 VR is pretty snappy compared, comparatively speaking, mm. a macro by its own, you know, workings is changing magnification when it focuses, not truly focusing, you know, a, a lens element to focus. I think I know what you mean. Um, you know, you can definitely see things change there, um, and and at, at its closest um, focusing point, you're at life size, right? So I, I guess I, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, when you can focus from three inches to infinity, you're moving a lot of glass around, mm. you know, inside there to get there. Normal lenses don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's that's the one thing that I find annoying with the the five D, and it may, maybe um, Martin, you don't. It doesn't come to play as much with the kind of photography you do. Um, I I hate where the sen the focus sensor points are on the five D. They're too close. Right. Yeah. To the center, they're not on on the thirds, and I I find. It's actually, it's not too bad when I'm doing it vertical. Is it the vert? I can't remember which which orientation is is in a better position. But um, that that's frustrating. And and I would get the replacement just for that reason if they had better focus points. And and frankly, I'm I'm even toying with the one DS mm. if if business is going well enough um, with its what how many focus points forty five or something. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I think what they did with the 5D was they took the focus points from the 20D or the 30D. Yeah, or the 30D. Was, and they That's just, right. And because it's it's the same positioning, but because it's a full frame, you've got it's it's too close. It's too close to the the center. They definitely. I, I know the, the the 40D. They've they've corrected at least the fact that it, it they have crosshair sensor points for each point mm. rather than just horizontal or vertical so at least that's that's an improvement and that's sure to be in the uh, replacement for the 5d yeah but um i, I don't know if they would have the placement of the focus points would be i think that they've improved. even got like a like an x they've got diagonal um lines on the center of the 40d i heard so it's it, right yeah so it, i mean that's i don't know I guess that's better because it's not just looking for diagonal or uh, for horizontal or vertical lines. Vertical, it's looking, yeah, for everything. Yeah. Well, I guess they for do contrast anyway. Can get it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I guess it, they had to make that center point uh, sweeter than than the other ones. Mm. What is it like with the one DS? Is it uh, is it how do they how do the focus point works? Do they have the one center point that's that's optimum compared to the other ones or? Um. I I'd have to take a look at the specs, but I think that like I think it was something like 19 of them are cross um, cross sensors, and then right. the rest are um, are like normal sort of horizontal horizontal or vertical, and they're like right. they, they augment the the cross sensors. But around half of them are cross, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. And they and they're spread out you know evenly around the the zone that, that all of those 45. But I, right. I actually, I, I loaned a 1DS Mark II last December when I went, because I'd, I'd sold my 20D. Um, I, I loaned or rented a, a 1DS Mark II last December, and I ended up turning off most of the focus points out of the 45 or whatever, because I found that it just wasn't handling the, um, the contrast. I was, work, I was shooting mainly white with black-tailed um, red crown cranes, 
And mm-hmm. the, the background was a very sort of mottled, high contrast, um, you know, back bunch of trees. And it was just focusing on the background all of the time, despite there being like a, a, a two meter tall crane or whatever in the, in the foreground. And right. I, I ended up turning off the sensors most of the time. So that's one thing that I am hoping is better in the, in the, uh, the 1D uh, S Mark III. But then, it, you know, but it's been years since the, the two was developed, and there's been a lot of R&D gone into the whole system since then. So, um, right, so that's interesting. You could turn some of them off. Oh, yeah, you can, you can well, you, you know, not so much turn it off. You just select the one that you want to use, right? You can do that okay, with right. your 5D. I mean, right, once, once right. you select one, the others don't play a part in it. Right, of course. So, yeah, yeah, so that's that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, the Nikon has another feature too. They not only have the focus points out towards the edge and you know, different cross sensors and the center focus is more sensitive than the others and all that, but you can do a, a large group area where you can um, group the sensors together and you can set that as a preset in one of your memory banks if you use it a lot so that uh, those focus points are grouped together the way you want them to be. And it helps, you know, and then there's other group dynamic focusing modes you can set to, which I've found to work better with certain lenses and situations. So I just set those as a preset, and then you can you can flip your thumb to whichever one you want. So having good focusing points is kind of critical for some work. Yes. I, I think that is a one. Isn't that a function in the the, the high-end Canon? Yeah. yeah, they have yeah. that as well. You can, you can sort of, you can select in batches and presets and things. So that's something that I'm looking forward to as well. Wow. I don't know. It's sounding pretty sweet. I have to see what the replacement is like for the uh, 5D, yeah. and see what the reviews are on the uh, 1DS. Well, you know, the, yours, it's it's highly likely that the the um, the 5D's replacement will be waterproofed, or, or you know, or, or splashproof. Really? Well, um, I don't know where I heard this. It might, I may have even dreamt it, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I heard that it that it's possible that there's going to be some dust and waterproofing, uh, splashproofing on the on the uh, you know the the next version of the 5D as well, so that would wow. be good. But I'm going to buy the 1DS Mark III before that, so it doesn't hurt me in any way. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that would be very interesting. I haven't heard that that, that rumor. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. It's probably not coming out until the uh, oh, we lost Landon again. Yeah. Until uh, sometime next year. So. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Like I said, just a quick uh, bonus track there from of the conversation uh, from our uh, that followed after the second roundtable that I published last week. And I, I would like to just say again a quick thank you to Landon, Holly, and Phil for a great uh, roundtable and a chance to speak to you guys. It's it was really cool, and I, and I'm, I know from the feedback that uh, the listeners have enjoyed it as well. So thanks again, guys. And I'm going to, that's it for this week. I'm not going to sort of go into anything else. We've got a 30-minute bonus here. So it's a bonus for me too because it saves me from preparing something else this week. But um, so, yeah, I'm going to sign off. Uh, I remember again that uh, we are still taking bookings for the Hokkaido workshop next uh, January. So if you're interested in that, uh, go along to the mbpworkshops.com website and take a look at the details. So all that really remains to be said there is, uh, you know, thank you very much for listening and have a great week, whatever you do. Bye-bye.
photocastnetwork.com, your photography resource in the potosphere. photocastnetwork.com